0: And we're live on uh, comedyschoolsradio.network.com right now. That is the only uh, platform we're on. You're getting an exclusive here because we're starting. uh, We're starting late. Not late. It's two o'clock. I get a smile for the thumbnail. There we go. No, that that's a terrible. That was not a smile at all. That was like catching me mid. uh, uh, I didn't have my finger in my nose, so that's good. Uh, We're going live on YouTube, and now we're going live on Comedy Schools Radio. Network.com, YouTube Comedy Schools, and Facebook Live. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, children of all persuasions. Thank you very much for tuning in. Do you still say that? Because it's not really a tuning, Uh, uh, joining, uh, gathering, uh, reaching out and touching via social media. Thank you very much for being here uh, when you get here. When you get here, I won't thank you for joining again because I've already thanked you, and you won't know that. Unless lets you do a playback. You are watching Living on a Thin Line with a Tony Avisek. This is uh, your daily reprieve from all the anger, anxiety, weirdness, and hoopla going on in the world today. We come to you every day at 2 p.m. Uh, Arizona time, which is currently Pacific time. Soon to be back on Mountain Standard time when Daylight Saving Time ends. Arizona does not do Daylight Saving Time because we are special. Uh, anyway, uh, whatever time it is you are, I hope you're having a good time I hope you're staying safe. I hope you're staying sane. I uh, hope that uh, you're finding a way to uh, get through um, over six months, right around six months, right around six months of uh, uh, quarantine, lockdown, curfew, COVID. Uh, this, uh, this whole pandemic's got a lot, of, a lot of C sounds in it, a lot of C sounds. Uh, that means that this pandemic is a real, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, anyway, uh, here we are. I want to thank you for watching Uh, this show has brought you over three social media platforms I've already mentioned those I'm not going to repeat that and it's built around uh, three things your questions and comments here on Facebook live we welcome them are on YouTube or on comedy schools radio Uh, we try to comment back or answer any questions it's also built around uh, some knickknack or a little piece of uh, uh, falderall falderall that I have laying around here in the uh, home office that I share with you and try to weave a personal story around and we uh, recommend two artists or two pieces of music based on our vast deep well of vinyl albums they're not really in a well matter of fact if I took all the vinyl albums I put them in a well then they'll be warped they'd be useless useless to me and useless to you but uh, we have uh, over five or six hundred albums here and we're talking about uh, we're going to talk about each and every one of them before this is all over and then start working through our CD collection We've already shared uh, some of our CD collection. We're just trying to do, some, what are we trying to do with the music? We don't have a music license, so we're not playing it. So we're talking about it. What we hope is that anything we mentioned that you might uh, YouTube it or dig through your old uh, music collection and listen to it. If, you, uh, if it's old music you used to listen to, maybe you'll listen to it, it'll be new again. Some stuff you forgot how much you liked it. Maybe it's old music you weren't into at the time. Like uh, when Smokey Robinson and the Miracles were big, I was not into them. I didn't hate them. I liked them, but it wasn't what I was into. I was into rock, you know, and later on came to appreciate actually the four tops before uh, Smokey Robinson and the Miracles, etc., and Diana Ross. Uh, but uh, maybe it's that, or maybe you are younger and you've never heard of uh, these groups or this type of music, and you might want to check it out. You know, I realize some of the music I talk about would be like it was 1965, and I was telling you about music from 1905 or 1915. And if you were an arrogant little snot like I was at that time, uh, you weren't going to listen to it until there was music from the turn of the century that my generation fell in love with in the early 70s. And that was ragtime. And that was due to a movie called The Sting with Robert Redford and Paul Newman. And the entire soundtrack was from uh, uh, music that had been composed by the great ragtime piano player Scott Joplin. So I realized that some of the music we talk about is like 40 or 50 years old. And if I was in my teens or 20s, I'd go, what is that? But uh, give it a try. Give it a whirl. Put it on the Whirlitzer and uh, see what transpires. Had a great night last night. Did I have a great la- night last night? So safe, socially distant, but I got to see some old friends uh, that I see regularly online but don't get to see enough, nearly enough anymore, people that I uh, hang out with and spend time with in Arizona at this point in my life, Kevin Brown and DJ Payne and uh, Jim Perry, and made some new friends uh, over at JP's Comedy Club, 860 East Warner Road in Gilbert, Arizona, Greater Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, where we did our first free intro for our first live in-person stand-up comedy workshop since March. Now, Jim made sure that everybody was sitting safe and socially distant, and for the most part, had to wear masks. Um, when I was on stage speaking, I was not wearing a mask, I'll tell you that, but I was you know 10, 12 feet away from everyone, and uh, 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 we think that we did it right. Plenty of hand sanitizer, plenty of masks, plenty of safety, and we had a great time with our first free introductory workshop uh, since, uh, since March of 2020, since the beginning, uh, since right at the middle of March 2020, almost six months, and uh, got some great people that we got to meet, some new people, and we're going to continue on with that live in-person workshop starting next Monday. We'll also continue with all of our Zoom stuff. As a matter of fact, tonight at 6 p.m., I got a free intro on Zoom if you want to check it out. So... People ask me, they go, what are you doing, Tone? So here's, here's the deal, all right? So um, how do I put this? If I lived in a state like New York or California where they had strict lockdown protocols, my life would be a little simpler because i go, these are the rules. Nothing can open, but I don't. I live in Arizona, where they are bouncing around like a pinball in a pinball machine. Lockdown, no lockdown, quarantine, curfew, fifty percent. Uh, if you got a liquor license, but don't sell food, you can't open. If you have food and a liquor license, you can open, but you can only have fifty percent capacity. And what it's doing, what it's doing, is forcing business owners business owners like me and business owners that uh, own brick and mortar businesses to have to make some sort of compromises, some sort of compromises. Go, okay, we're going to have to do something or we're, we're dead. If we're not physically dead, then we, are, we might as well be dead because we're going to lose our entire business, our entire livelihoods. Everything will go south. Yeah, I've been able to build some stuff online, but as more things partially open, that's going to change. So I had to make some choices. And choice I made was to do safe, social distance workshops, starting out with just one for right now. See how it goes. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm talking about it. And I cough. Oh, my God. Uh, and see how it goes for five weeks. And I'm going to keep you abreast of it. Uh, I want to a spread comedy, not COVID. And we're doing that in that way at JP. So we're going to continue with all of our online stuff. we going to continue with this show and slowly begin to uh, morph, metamorph, not morph. Would it be Metamorph. Uh, into uh, some partial uh, live stuff. Kevin Brown says, uh, we got a message here from Kevin Brown, very funny guy known as Kev the All-Star. Honestly, Tony, you were great last night, man. Thank you, Kevin. You were in your element. I'm used to seeing you from ground level, but teaching the class from the stage was nice and it added to the purpose of the class. Uh, He wrote a little more here. Purpose of the class. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was fun to be on a stand-up comedy stage. Um, JP's Comedy Club is going to do shows at its club at less than 50% capacity. It's a new business, and uh, Jim built it in such a way that he'll be able to function that way and be ready for the eventual reopening. Eventually, we're going to reopen. Eventually. The way... The way that science is working right now to get a vaccine, forget the politicians, okay? But science. You know why? Because scientists are people too. And they know that if this pandemic continues to stre- spread, it's gonna affect them personally as well. And they'll make a profit. And I've got no problem with that. People go, big pharma's making a profit. Well, that's how things work in this world. Now you shouldn't be userous about it. You shouldn't be, have a pill that costs you five cents to make and you sell for $500. That's being users. But they have a right to a profit, and they have a right to recoup on their investment. But, and we know that there's going to be some vaccines rolled out by the end of the year. But I don't think this is going to uh, – I don't think we'll be back totally to normal. I don't think I'll be going to uh, dead and company shows or Clippers basketball games or seeing Dwight Yoakam uh, 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 or any of those things until uh, uh, sometime in the middle of next year. And I don't think the nightclubs will be as full as well. Uh, Nancy Amon, Tyrus Etheridge is watching. Hey, Tyrus, we missed you last night. Looking forward to seeing you Monday. It's coming Monday. Uh, Nancy Amon says, can't wait to see you September 19th. I better win that bobblehead, custom bobblehead, right? You know, you had to to just bring that right in right now. Yes. Yes, it's on my list. I'm going to have custom head bobbleheads of me done. We're going to hand out raffle tickets on the 19th at JP's Comedy Club. And everyone will get a raffle ticket. And then we'll pull one from the hat. And the winner will get, there will only be two, two of these bobbleheads. One that I will keep from my own damn self and one that I will give away. All right? And Nancy, you might win, but you know me. You know I'm fair and square. I'm an honest guy. I'm not rigging nothing. But uh, you will get your raffle ticket. And if your, name get, if your number gets pulled from the hat, you will go home with the bobblehead. Okay? So, uh... We're looking forward to everything. We're, like I said, we're still going to stay safe. For the most part, we are staying uh, quarantined. You know, we're not out running around all the time right now. Uh, uh, when bobbleheads are on your mind, you got to say so. Yeah, you know what? You cannot deny the bobblehead thought. It's got to come out. It's got to come out. Okay. Speaking of which, why was it a great night for me last night? Because I got to teach an in-person live stand-up comedy workshop. I could do one on Zoom tonight. I resume my Wednesday night. Right now, my advanced class is only on Zoom. Although we will do a live in-person show, because uh, that class is kind of divided between people go, I don't want to do an in-person class, and people go, I do want to do an in-person class. So this particular session, the advanced class is still on Zoom. Uh, and if everything goes right, in October we'll begin to transition over—not morph. I don't know why—not morph. I don't know why I use that word. Transition is the word into live in-person for the advanced class as well uh, plenty of free parking right next to a chinese restaurant and italian place and there's a goodwill right there and i went into it last night and uh it's a pretty good goodwill but they had no bubble heads. uh jp's comedy club uh it was a good night for me because of that and also because my la clippers won game three in the semi-final round of the uh, NBA uh, Finals. They won game three. They're now up two games to one over the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Interesting watching the Denver Nuggets. The first time I ever saw the Los Angeles Clippers play, it was against the Denver Nuggets. And it was uh, uh, my daughter, Alicia, was only 10 at the time. Myself, Rich Scheidner, one of the great comics of the classic era and is still extremely funny guy today. And his two daughters, uh, Van and Sierra. And we went to see them, and I remember the little girls, we only paid like 25 bucks for great seats because the Clippers were god-awful. We go get a Ford to take the kids to a basketball game. Let's do that. And I remember the little girls uh, looking at me and going, all right, hey, what's the name of the other team? What's the other name of the other team? I go, the Nuggets. It's the Denver Nuggets. And they started their own little chant going, Nuggets, we're going to eat you up. Nuggets, we're going to chew you up. (laughs) And the first time I ever saw the L.A. Clippers, they were playing the Denver Nuggets at Staples Center, OK, when Staples Center was sitting by itself, just surrounded by absolutely nothing. You go down there now, it's, one of the, it's built up like New York City. Uh, it had its charms then, it has its charms now. So uh, they won last night. Uh, one of the pivotal plays was when uh, Kawhi Leonard blocked the shot with his middle finger. Went all the way up and the shot would have went in, but he was able to tip it away with his extremely long middle finger. So ladies and gentlemen... I'm here, and by the way, in honor of the L.A. Clippers, we do have a bobblehead. We've showed this to Darius Miles. This is from 2001. Darius Miles, okay? Darius Miles right there, uh, who no longer plays. Of course, it was 20 years ago, but we got a Darius Miles bobblehead. Uh, he played for the Clippers in the bad old days. He was a strange dude, talented guy with a lot of problems, but there it is. Clippers bobblehead. Clippers won. Great night last night. Live stand-up comedy workshop, L.A. Clippers. Winning against the Denver Nuggets. We had, uh, and we had ourselves some fun. Uh, to your fathers out there, um, if you got young daughters, uh, find something that you both can do, that you can both enjoy, that'll be a fond memory, that you'll be able to do with them when you are an adult. Because uh, up until uh, even in this year, I think this year in 2020, uh, Alicia and I caught a, uh, maybe not in 2020, maybe in 2019. Uh, but we, uh, all the way up till then, we've been catching Clipper games together even though she's a fantastic, wonderful, grown-up lady. Um, Find something like that, you know, that you can do because it'll carry out when you no longer have a lot in common because she has a life and your life has changed. So uh, anyway, L.A. Clippers, stand-up comedy, bobbleheads, everything's going good. Uh, I guess I should mention September 17th, 18th, and 19th, I will be uh, at J.P.'s Comedy Club headlining, the uh, inaugural opening show. There is one open mic night there this week, this Thursday night, only one. Uh, For my Los Angeles friends, I'd say I would like to see you when I'm in Los Angeles this weekend, but I won't be able to, but I'll be nearer to you than normal. I'm going to Los Angeles uh, for a couple of reasons. And uh, I'll be staying in a hotel, not with family or friends, keeping safe social distancing. Uh, But uh, for those in LA, I'll be uh, down the road instead of uh, four or 500 miles away. Maybe we can see each other, pass each other in a car or something. All right. All right. We've mentioned all of that. Haven't watched the news a lot today, so I don't know what's going on, but I could pretty much guess that Donald Trump's saying a lot of crazy things and Joe Biden is speaking in reasoned, measured, rational tones. And I think I just described everything that's going on in the news right now. Uh, They were talking about Florida which is a toss up right now, 48% for Biden, 48% for Trump, Florida, extremely affected by COVID, Florida, extremely affected by climate change, why they would vote for anyone who's not taking either one of those seriously and treating them like the five alarm fire that they are is stunning to me. But you know, the problem with this COVID thing. Okay, so 190,000 people who are with us in March are not with us now. 190,000 people that were with us in March are not with us now. But there's 340 million people in America, so a lot of people, it's not affecting them directly. It's not affecting them directly. It hasn't affected any of their friends or family. So the only thing is they see news reports, and then they go, they question the news. So we're in still for a bumpy ride, ladies and gentlemen, a bumpy ride, but I hope to make it a little more fun, a little more pleasant as days go by with this show and all the other things that I am doing for you. Uh, I want to get to the music now, uh, since nobody has any questions and uh, uh, anything right now. I want to get to the music. I'm going to mention, and you're going to find it hard to, uh, 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 you're going to find it hard to believe that I'm going to mention these two uh, one a, a band and one a singer in the same breath. So the first thing we're going to mention is Live Dead. And that's one of the great album covers of the 60s, 70s. Early 70s. Live Dead. It folds out. It's really neat. Uh, well, I don't want to tear it up. I don't want to tear it up. Right, but you can see the back is an extension of uh, an extension of uh uh. <coughs> that's right I sneezed alright <laughs> it happens uh, but I used you know what I used a sneeze guard called a record album that's what we should all do is just uh, get vinyl albums and walk around and carry them in front as we sneeze do that that'll block things Live Dead one of the great albums this album was originally entitled The Grateful Dead went to the record company Warner Records and said we want to call this album Skullfuck. and they said you can't do that because well, this isn't Live Dead I'm sorry I told you the wrong thing. It's just titled Grateful Dead. The original title was Skullfuck. Live Dead's a totally different album. But this is one of the great albums. It has some of the great Grateful Dead songs on it. If you like story songs, songs that tell a story, songs that tell you about the forgotten people, people on the edges, people in the margins, then you'd love the Grateful Dead. It's got Rat, which is one of the all-time great songs, all-time great uh, story songs then uh, Not Fade Away, they did an incredible version of Buddy Holly's Not Fade Away. That's how I found out about Buddy Holly. Then, of course, Going Down the Road, Feeling Bad, which is a great traditional tune, then, uh, which is part of the uh, Grateful Dead canon now. Uh, Me and My Uncle, uh, which they sometimes play in concert. Big Boss Man, which they seldom play. And then their version of Me and Bobby McGee by Chris Christopherson and Johnny B. Good" by Chuck Berry. We're going to circle back to Me and Bobby McGee in a moment. Second album... Uh, one side is the other one, which is all that trippy, hippy, dippy, jazz, psychedelic rock they do, along with uh, Bertha, which became part of the um, uh, part of the Grateful Dead canon, Mama Tried by Merle Haggard, Bill Ra- Big Railroad Blues by someone named Noah Lewis, and I don't know who that is, but it's a good tune, uh, and Playing in the Band by Bob Weir. Most of these songs are still played by Dead and Company today. Uh... Big Railroad Blues is kind of cool because when my wife and I got married, we honeymooned in Sedona, which uh, people travel from all over the world to go to Sedona. We just had to drive up the road. And uh, they have a railroad car tour up there where you could take an old-time railroad. And they played uh, Big Railroad Blues on it. It's a great tune. So uh, I got turned on to things like uh, Merle Haggard through The Grateful Dead and even Buddy Holly through The Grateful Dead. Buddy Holly was not, uh, his legend was kind of waning in the late 60s, early 70s. Not the uh, not mentioned in the reverential tones that he is now by uh, so many people who love uh, rock music. The other guy we're going to talk about, and you go, how does this make any sense? Eddie Arnold. What? Eddie Arnold. Now, if you look at that picture, that is about as far from Grateful Dead land as you can get. Eddie Arnold. Eddie Arnold on this song. On this album, we got a a great hit of his. uh, What's he doing in my world? It's a great uh, love song. I don't know why they call them love songs. This is about some other dude sleeping with his girlfriend or wife. Bokeh of Roses, Anytime I Hold You in My Heart, Just a Little loving. Kettle Call. And my favorite, this was a, uh, on every jukebox and every, every beer joint in Jefferson County that I crawled through as a young drunk, Make the World Go Away. Make the World Go Away. Uh, you Don't Know Me, another great tune. That's How Much I Love You, and I Really Don't Want to Know. The two biggies off of this, What's He Doing in My World?, and make the world go away okay so uh this guy was absolutely stunning absolutely wonderful uh i heard the dead play make the world go away once so i got turned returned on to eddie arnold through the grateful dead eddie arnold was a guy who helped really discover a lot of wonderful people too so if you're looking for some good music to listen to and you really want, if you really want to like, you know, make your brain go, put on the Grateful Dead. Find the song Warfret on YouTube. Listen to the words because it's a stunning story of a guy just running into a homeless man down on the docks. You know, when we see the homeless and we see them and they're walking down the road or they're camped on the side of the street or they're wandering around. You realize that even though they're homeless people and they may look to you hideous and horrible and seem strange and disgusting, at one time they were just a little kid. There's a great movie called Ironweed based on a book called Ironweed. Great movie starring uh, Meryl Streep, Jack Nicholson, and Tom Waits playing uh, homeless alcoholics in Buffalo, New York during the Great Depression and Buffalo, and it's the dead of winter, and Meryl Streep and Nicholson and Waits are walking along playing these homeless characters, and there's another character who's died frozen, stuck on the ground, and it's a Native American woman who uh, was an alcoholic homeless person that they knew, and uh, Jack Nicholson goes, who was she? What was she? And Tom Waits goes, I don't know, she was just a, she was just a drunk. She was just a bum. And Nicholson goes, but before that, she had to be something before that, before whatever happened to her happened to her. What was she? And Tom Waits goes, I don't know, just a little kid, I guess. So when you see a homeless person, there's not a lot you can, you know, you give them a dollar, you give them a dime, you give them a quarter, okay? You try not to engage, okay? Just remember, at one time, they were a little kid. They had a mama and they had a daddy, Okay, maybe they didn't have a daddy for a long time. Maybe they had a mama for a long time. Maybe they were orphans. but They had a mama and a daddy. They came to this world just like you and me. And somewhere along on their journey, they went down a bad road. Maybe they didn't even know. Maybe the signposts were confused. Maybe there were no signposts at all. Maybe uh, they were led to believe that that was the proper road to go down. And maybe they got so far down that road, they found no way to come back but we don't think of them as human beings with a story. We don't think of that. I was jogging in uh, Reseda, California around something called uh, Lake Balboa, which is a large reservoir in the San Fernando Valley. Uh, a big part of San Fernando Valley is just flood plain, just a place to catch water during a flood. And then we build houses around it and wonder why the houses get filled up with water when it rains too much. Uh, but it was a five mile jog and there's a park And I was coming around the corner one day. This is 15 years ago. And I saw a guy who had all those trappings of homelessness. He's walking around talking to himself. And then Sullivan. And and then Steve. And then Ray. And I'm going to tell you right now. And he's talking to himself. And he was wearing a pink polo shirt with an alligator on it. Khaki shorts. Good tennis shoes and socks. He had a haircut. But now his hair was all disheveled. He had about a three-day growth. And he had dirt on his face. And his... Now, nice clothes were starting to be a little dirty. And I remember thinking, wow, this just happened to him. Whatever happened just happened to him just a few days ago. A few days ago, he was just another guy in traffic, probably with a a house or an apartment and a job somewhere. Because the way he was dressed, the way he was dressed, he was dressed nice, like someone who knows how to dress. He had a good haircut. And then he snapped. And now he's wandering around the park by himself. And I thought it just happened. Who was he before that? So, you want to hear a great story of a man's story who is like the man I just described to you that I ran into in Lake Balboa. You want a great story, like the story I described to you from the movie Iron Listen to War Frat by the Grateful Dead because it's the story of a man talking to a homeless man down by the docks. It is that story. The question always is, is our storyteller homeless as well? We don't know. But right now, you're not homeless because you got a home every day at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, Arizona Time, right here on Facebook Live, YouTube, Comedy Schools, and Network.com. You got it right here every day. I'm here for you every day, sometimes on Saturdays at 7. We'll get into that later. I'm here for you six days a week, okay? Definitely six days, sometimes seven. I'm here for you, okay? And I'm around. I'm in the wind. Wherever you go, that's where I'll be. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed doing it. You've been watching Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. I gotta go make some bobbleheads. Bye-bye.